I'm Yayo Star. I'm Double O Danny. I'm just an average teenager. And today we're going to talk about uh, what we feel like were important moments in our life. Uh, important enough to steer our life and our mindset to where we are today. Yeah, it's also like we are pretty young, so I guess it's also more of like a reflection of how we think it's going to affect our future and definitely how it's uh, affected right now, obviously. Uh, it's, it's difficult. I'm only, I'm only, uh, 18. I turned 19 in, uh, in, uh, four months, but I feel like there, there's, there's definitely still, uh, a lot for me that I haven't learned. Like a lot, a lot. Uh, as I grow older, uh, my dad used to tell me things, my dad and my mom, they would be like, oh, when you get older, you'll, you'll understand. Uh, they used to tell me that, oh, I'm telling you this now because I lived through it. And when I was little, I, I thought they were dumbasses, you know. I was like, what do they know about this? What do they know about me? But uh, as it turns out, it's true what they what they told me, what they told me to look out for. I looked out for because as you get older, things change and uh, your mindset changes along with it. Yeah, definitely. I was kind of in the same uh, every single teenager is hella moody and shit, and def uh, neither of us were exceptions to that. Uh, I definitely feel like my parents don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And to an extent, there's still a lot of things I feel like they don't. But when I look back, I'm like, okay, they're right about that one and that one. Um, but I'm still just an average teenager, so I still think they're wrong about a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, one of my moments in my life that I felt like steered my mindset and steered my life was uh, senior year homecoming. My homecoming of senior year, I felt like was one of the uh, uh, biggest, biggest days of of my four years of high school. You know, you could you could say graduation was all right, but homecoming weekend, you know. Um, I did cross country for four years and for four, for three and a half years, I was, I was a nobody on the team. I was, I came in, uh, I came in, uh, like, uh, I was still in the fast group, but I came in last of the fast group <laughs> and, uh, and, and that was, that was sufficient enough to get my name on the board to be, uh, in the top seven, that was sufficient enough to get my name on the board. And I always used to aim for like third or fourth place, which was better than than where I was initially at number seven on the team. I I wanted to be number three or number number four. And looking back at it, I should have aimed to be number one, because if you're going out, the mindset you should have when you're going out, you should you should go out to win and not afraid to lose. Because some days, uh, some days. So homecoming weekend, I had a race, and it's one of the biggest races. Uh, it's a big, big, big race in Fresno. Uh, a lot of big names were there. Uh, big high school names. Big high school names. Huge high schools. Kids with, uh, fucking, fifty kids on it on a single team. What the fuck? Big high schools. Big high schools. And uh, there was like twelve kids max on my team. My yeah. whole team, all four years. I think there was like 28, 28 kids on my team, twenty five, and and it felt great that I would come in, I I would come in first, and that race specifically. That race specifically, um, my coach, uh, was talking, was talking to us, and a parent came up, and a, that parent asked my coach, "Oh, who do you think is gonna win?" And my coach said, two kids," and neither one of those was me and I took it with disrespect that he said he didn't think I would win he said two kids he didn't just say one he said two maybe if he said three he would throw me in there but I'm not sure but he said two and neither of them was were me and I didn't tell anybody but I I didn't tell anybody but I said out loud I was gonna win that race nobody heard me I didn't care if anybody heard me and I just said I'm gonna win this race, and we get on the fin we get on the front line, 
and that's one of the things I miss on about cross country is everything just becomes quiet and everything's like slow motion and you want to throw up because you're so nervous on how you're going to do. You start shaking and you look around you and, and everybody's doing the same thing. And then the gun goes off and you just run, 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 run. And, and the two kids who supposedly were going to win the race were ahead of me. They were leading the race. And then comes a, comes a one mile and I pass them. And now they're following me. And I can just hear everybody like, like cheering my name. The thing is, the thing is, everybody says they can care about you and they probably do. They want the best for you, especially like on a team. They'll cheer, they'll like cheer you on. But who they're looking at, the, who, who they're looking at first and who they're looking at the most is whoever comes in first place. And that's what I felt like that they cared about the most, which was um, who I came in first and, and I felt like all the eyes were on me, which is w what I wanted. And I just remember my coach coming up to me after I won that race. And he's like, he's like, oh, I knew you had it in you. Oh, my God. And fuck that guy. <laughs> and, you know, it was whatever. Uh, he always had high hopes for me. And I know he still does. But uh, I, I won that fucking race, and it was the first race I ever won. And it just felt so great being a nobody and then all of a sudden becoming a somebody, being a somebody to somebody. And uh, and then I came home for homecoming. I slept about, I was so happy that night. I slept for like maybe four hours. <laughs> uh, we were just, we just stayed up talking and talking. And, I, and, and then comes homecoming night. Well, I'm a little confused. So, uh, cross country and homecoming were the same weekend. Yeah, they were homecoming weekend. Not I on a, the same day. No, I had a that race was on Friday. Okay. Friday night. It, it was also a, one of those night races. I've never had one of those. That's pretty fun. And and then I wake up Saturday morning. I get ready for homecoming, and I I just have the biggest headache ever because I only slept four hours. I barely ate anything. I have the Biggest headache ever. And and then uh, uh, I had this thing going with the, with the girl, but uh, it wasn't too serious that night, uh, up to that point. Serious enough for you to ask her to homecoming? No. I never asked her, but uh, at the dance... Wait a second. I knew, I knew she liked me, but I felt like... I feel like she was afraid uh, to the point where she can only receive love, or she can only give love but not receive it. Uh, and I felt like I, I fucking, I was on top of the world that weekend because I won a race and then the next day I was dancing with what I felt was the prettiest girl at my school. And that thing, that weekend showed me that if I put in the work, you don't have to be an underdog to, to be a winner. You can be, you can be number one draft list, draft list and still be a winner. But I, I was an underdog, and and I won a fucking race. I won a race, and everybody everybody came up to me. And then comes the next day, and I'm dancing with the pretty girl. And if you put in work, and if you try hard enough, with enough time, I didn't win a race my first year. I had to wait three years to win a race. I had to wait three and a half years to win a race. I didn't know that. I didn't know first starting off I was going to win a race. I didn't know until three and a half years later that I was going to win a race. Until I, I put in the work. Until I woke up early early on Saturday to go run 10 miles. I didn't know. But now I know. And now I know that if you put in work, you'll be a somebody. I. That sounds like a Netflix special, bro. Like that whole movie where like you win the race. And then you dance with the pretty girl. 100% sounds like a Netflix rom-com or something like that. But um, I don't know if I misunderstood the, the point of the podcast. But how, how was that just like a really nice moment you had in the past three um, years? Or like how exactly is that go, has that shaped you into who you are and who you expect to become, you know, five, ten years down the line? Well, right now, 
uh, I also compare this list to, or compare that story to to now, where I just started going to the gym, right? And you can you can barely barely see the difference. Now ask me. Now look at the difference three and a half years from now. I gotta put in that work. Yeah, true. like you said, it's like um, the the mindset you got off of it is that like, you 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 weren't good at it, but by putting in the work, you became good at it. Yeah, it was. The yeah. the homecoming thing was just a nice added bonus it to was. the weekend. It was. Yeah, I was uh I was on cross country my freshman year, and I only joined cross country because I was playing basketball, and I wanted to condition and get better at running so that I can go up and down the court as as efficiently as possible. So I joined cross country to to essentially condition myself to to do that, and I expected absolutely nothing of it. I wasn't I wasn't wanting to win a race, and I, I didn't care to win a race. I I was simply there to get better at stamina. That's all I was there for. Um. That that soon became a com- completely different goal. Uh, I ended up being pretty all right at it. And my freshman year, I was practicing for about two months until my first race ever. And I was like, I was excited, you know, it's the first race. But when I got to the race, my mom showed up to this race and everything. It was awesome. Um, we were at a, a much higher end high school. So they have like a nice ass like stadium track. And we're all lining up on this track to to start. I think it was a two mile run because I was a freshman, and um, I just lined up and I didn't really have much hopes or desires for this race. I was just like, this is just something I have to do because I'm on the team. And I started, and when the they they do the, like on your marks get set go type of deal, I felt nothing. And then when they said go, I started doing my jog. I started doing my race, and I'm noticing all the people around me are going really slow. So I'm kind of sitting there for a second. I was like, okay, maybe I should, you know, keep the pace at least. And then after a second, I was like, wait, I have way more in the tank. I don't know what I'm doing going this slow on purpose. So I started just going faster and faster. I was like, I can get past these guys. And I feel like I'll have more than enough stamina for the next two miles. So I started off in the far back because, you know, I'm just a nobody, as Diego would put it. They had no reason to put me in the front. I started out in the back and everyone's ahead of me. There's like 40 kids ahead of me and I'm just, I start, I start racing and then I, I start going passing kids one by one and then further and further. And then by the time we had gotten off the track and onto the rest of the course, because you don't just run the track, you know, loop after loop for two miles. Um, I had gotten past, I gotten past everyone. I was actually in first place and I was shocked. I was like, there's no way that it's this easy. I just kept on running and running. I didn't actually finish that race in first place. I finished in seventh, which was a little disheartening, but it was significantly better than I thought I was going to do. And I'd also beaten my mile time, um, which obviously wasn't very high because uh, I've only been running for about three months. So I had a mile time of six, I think it was 614 when I was done with that race. And then... That was, that was essentially the end of that. So after that race, everyone on my team who thought I was a nobody was like, what the fuck was that? Like, you were actually pretty good at this. I didn't I, like, I didn't expect that from you. I was like, I know, right? I didn't expect it from myself either. And um, the second race comes around, which is, uh, I think it's like another month and a half. And this race, when we all line up, they put me in the front this time. And I'm terrified because everyone expects something of me now. I'm like, oh, fucking Christ. Like, my stomach was starting to hurt. I had butterflies in every, like, every cell of my body had its own set of butterflies. And I was just, oh, my God. You're a somebody now. Yeah, I was like, I was so anxiety-ridden. I just, I didn't want to do it. I was so afraid of, like, failing after they had had their expectations of me. And that race, it was much the same thing. I knew what I was capable of and the people that around me were capable of. Capable of. So we all start running. And... I get past everyone again. I think I was in second place when I got ahead of everyone. And there's just one guy who's ahead of me. And I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can pass this guy. This guy dusted the fuck out of me. He was so far up there. Um, I didn't, once, 
once we got to about the one mile mark, he was so far ahead I couldn't see him anymore, and it stayed that way the rest of the fucking the the race. But I'd finished that race in second place, and I was like, okay, that felt good. All right, I know that I it wasn't just a one off fluke on the first race. Now I'm in second place, and I'm getting closer to being a somebody. And life is like a race. We all, when we're born, we're all on a on a start starting line, and we're all when we're all there, nervous. We're all nobodies. We're all nobodies. And then when we start reaching the finish line, and when we cross it, how we're placed, first, second, third, whatever. That's how we know we're somebody's. And sure, you could say some people are, aren't gifted at running. And people like that in life were just dealt a shitty hand. They weren't able to get ahead. Uh, but thankfully, uh, you would say you put in work, no? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't expect myself to do that well. So it might have been just a, a good mix of being naturally good at running. But I definitely, by the end of the season, I had improved massively to where I deserved where I was at. Which, you know, I'll get to that later. I don't know. But, um, so yeah, that was my second race. I got second place. I don't remember what my mile time was. I don't think I beat my mile time on that race. But I got in second place, and I further established myself as, you know, somebody on this team. So then third race comes around, which is, this is the final race, I think. This is the last race of the season. Um, I had missed one at the beginning of the season, so there were supposed to be four, but I'd only done three. And um, so for this race, it was in, I think it was just a random dirt track in the middle of like um, Granite Bay, which is near a place where we live. And it was raining that day. And once again, you know, the whole bus ride there, I'm fucking terrified. I'm like, God damn, they expect something of me. Like they know that I can do good. And if I don't do good, then they're going to be disappointed. I just have all the anxiety in the world that I won't do good, but I know that I can do good. So it's just the the possibility of either going good or bad that really kind of scares me because I don't know how it's going to turn out. So we all line up again for this race. Still got the butterflies everywhere. And then we start. And um, that race, uh, it was raining hella hard. They put me in the front again. And when this time... On this race, when we hit the one mile, one mile mark, I was so far ahead, of, so far ahead of anyone. No one else could see me for the second mile. Um, I beat my mile time that race on the first mile. I hit a five fifty seven, and that's when I first broke the sub six mile for myself. Uh, sub six minutes, I mean. And then I was going so fucking fast, bro, that the the pace, the bike guy who keeps the pace of the race and like uh, does the track view, I was fucking making him put it in work, bro. I was going so fast during this race that he had to speed up, and he was looking. He was looking behind him. He was looking over his shoulder. He's like, "What is this guy doing?" And he had to speed up. I made that guy work that race. So I get all the way to the end of the race. I got first place that race, like a god, because that's what I was. And um, it was all raining on me. It was so nice. It felt so good. By the end of that race, everyone on the team was like, "Oh my god, this guy's a legend. He's only a freshman, and he's already beating all the seniors." It felt so good. It also break my mile time, and it also felt really good for the season to fucking be over so I wouldn't have to race anymore. And uh, then basketball came around, and I got benched the whole season anyway, so it was, it was all for nothing, all that conditioning. But at least, at least you know, I got first place in a race. That's, uh, th- that was not one of my points. I was just also talking about my cross-country career. Do you want to start off with one of your points, or should I go? Yeah, yeah, actually, I really want to get to this point. Okay, okay, okay. So, a moment that has shaped me to what I am now and what I think is going to continue to be, like, a very prominent factor. A prominent, I don't know, motive? A prominent state of mind that I was able to attain at such a young age that I think will progress through my life. So, let's see. I think I'm I'm in, like, fourth grade I don't know what year it is when I'm in fourth grade. It's how old are you in fourth grade? What like twelve? Twelve, really? Mm-hmm. I don't. I think ten. I'm, I, yeah, I was gonna say because I think I turned thirteen my in seventh grade. So I'd say like you're in ten in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And when I'm ten, so it's 2012. Yeah, 2012. That makes sense. The math works out on that. And uh, 2012, 
Every fucking kid has a phone already. Even this guy right here. This fucking, the host of this fucking show. He had his fucking iPod Touch, bro. I was unbelievably jealous. Because I didn't have a phone. I didn't have shit yet. My parents wouldn't get me one. Because, you know, uh, as we stated in the previous episode, we didn't get anything luxurious yet. We kind of just got what we needed. And understandably, as a fourth grader, a 10-year-old fourth grader, I don't I don't think I needed a phone. But I definitely saw that everyone around me had a phone. Um, all my friends always had phones, and it seemed to make their life easier. And I was like, God damn, why, why can't I have one of those, man? Those look so nice to have. Like, bro, I would love to talk to my friends while I'm not at school. And I would also love to not have to have a play date with them, bro. Like, God damn. So... I didn't get my first phone until I was in sixth grade. So then I am 12 then. I got my first phone and it was this dinky little motherfucker. It was a stupid last uh, pay phone. Like, uh, what is it? Like you pay. It's like a pay phone. Um, and it's like this stupid little Android. It's got this weird leather back. And it's like, it's like the size. It's like half the size of my hand, bro. And it's like, it's still got buttons and shit. It's barely a touch screen. It was embarrassing to carry that shit around school. But I asked for this. You know, I said I wanted a phone. And my parents were like, you know what? You got straight A's that year. We'll get you a phone. And I'm walking around school with this dinky little motherfucker where everyone has their iPhone. I think it was like the iPhone 5 at the time. 4. iPhone 4? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I believe you. Pissed off, bro. I wanted an iPhone. and uh, But I did not. I did not get one. I didn't get one. So I broke this phone uh, fairly early on. It only lasted me like a year and a half. On purpose? No, I didn't break it on purpose. I just I don't remember. Oh, my dad broke the phone. My dad broke the phone on accident when he was handing it to me. He was like, oh, here, son, you forgot your phone. And he handed me my phone, and there was like a miscoordination of who was going to grab and who was going to let go of the phone. And it just slipped through my fingers. He let go of it, and it smashed into the fucking ground. And it broke so hard that the buttons that were on there didn't work anymore. So I couldn't type in my code to get in my phone. I couldn't press the back buttons. I couldn't press the home buttons. I couldn't get into my phone anymore. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. I, I'm sure I I'm sure I was ridiculously upset. And uh I didn't get another phone to replace that one till eighth the end of seventh grade. Yeah. So it, I only had to go phone this for maybe like two, three months. Because I got a new one for Christmas that year. That phone was also fucking dinky. Bro, it's a fucking Nokia. Alright? It wasn't even Android this time. So I had no app support. It was Windows 10 phone. You know what it's like having a Windows 10 phone? Okay. Everyone is using Snapchat. Everyone is using Instagram at this time um, in my life. Everyone has that shit. And once again, I feel like an outsider. Because this Windows 10 phone, it doesn't have Instagram. It doesn't support Instagram. And it doesn't support Snapchat. And here I am. like I feel like a fucking idiot, bro. All my friends are always like, oh, what you see you see my Snapchat, you see my Instagram? And I was like, bro, what the fuck does that mean? Um, it was, I felt like an idiot. That's all I could say. I didn't have anything nice, and I couldn't keep in contact with my friends the way that they did. And at this time, it's iPhone 6, and those motherfuckers are huge, bro. Those motherfuckers are huge. And everyone just has these nice-ass phones. And I got a fucking Nokia, dude. I can take the back off and take the battery out. That's how shitty it is. Ridiculous. And it's, uh, it was cool though. It had like a nice interface, which I think is still not nicer than Apple's. It just has no app support whatsoever. So it just really wasn't worth having. I couldn't play Clash of Clans. Uh, I could not play Clash of Clans, bro. I missed that whole wave. Everyone was playing Clash of Clans in class, bro. And I had to pay attention like a fucking chump. I had to actually read To Kill a Mockingbird instead of being able to distract myself playing Doodle Jump or some dumb shit. So dumb. So then, I think I broke that phone too i don't remember what happened to that phone i'm trying to remember i think that phone it broke let's just say it broke it doesn't really matter what happened to it but uh i lost it around my freshman year so it lasted me from seventh to freshman year of high school and then after that i got a new phone from one of my friends because i lost my phone they're like look we still need to be able to you know talk to you danny so they give me this random bootleg phone that they had when they were when they were in eighth grade. So I finally got the eighth grade standard when I was in when I was a, a sophomore in high school. And they gave me this. I used it for a bit. And then I lost the phone. This one I actually lost. I'm pretty sure it got stolen. 
Um, and then I never saw it again. So then once again, I didn't have a phone from sophomore to the beginning of my junior year. And then it finally happened, bro. None of these phones that I had in the past were ever like, they had never had a carrier or anything. So I never had a phone number. And um, I could never use data, so I could only use my phone on Wi-Fi. And junior year, bro, I got my first job. I saved up all my money. And the first thing I did was buy the latest iPhone I could find. And at the time, it was an iPhone XR. And it came in all the nice colors and shit. So I got the most bombastic colored one I could get, the latest edition. And I also got a carrier for it all by myself because I knew my parents weren't going to do it for me. So I did that all on my own. And I paid for that phone on a bill. And it was my first bill I ever had. And it took me like a year to pay off that phone. And um, felt so good, bro, to be among the crowd and have a nice phone. But the thing is, I was so accustomed to not using my phone and talking to my friends in this way that I just continued not to do it. I didn't, I still continue not to use Snapchat and I still continue to rarely use Instagram. And then, um, that's essentially it. I think, um, it, it really not having a phone until my junior year just got me ridiculously accustomed to feeling outside of the box and then also being okay with that. Um, essentially just not being up to speed with all the people that were around me. A phone is kind of a dumb way to measure that as well. Cause like I'm, I'm, I'm now vastly ahead of all my peers that had their phones in fourth grade. That's essentially that. Not having a phone till I got my junior year and had to buy it myself is, uh, I think, has allowed me to just feel uncomfortable around my peers. That's essentially that. That's it? Yes, that's it. That, that fucking 12-minute story, yeah. And then I think, you know, you can say everybody has a phone. And now, you know, we're out of high school. You can argue everybody has a car. But how many of those guys have bought their own car? How many of those guys bring out their wallet when it's time to pay gas? Zilch. Zero. Yeah, yeah there's still a couple. There's still some. But majority, majority had a car bought for them, given to them. And they got gas paid for them. You know, I got to pay 60 bucks, you know, sure, I got a gas saver, but still 60 bucks, you know. I asked my friends, what do you pay for gas? They're like, oh, my daddy's got it, you know what I mean? You pay 60, 60 bucks every time you fill up the can? Yeah. Holy hell. I have to do it. Mine's only 40 bucks. God damn, what are you doing over there? Yeah, I pay 40 bucks to fill up my whole thing, and I haven't filled it up in like almost three weeks now. Yeah, I know. I pay like 50. I think it's 50 to fill it up. Uh, one of my other points is where I was, this was junior year. So uh, three years ago where I was, I, uh, I began to paint my nails this year. And it felt like, um, I'm sure almost everybody's parents are like, be who you want, be yourself. Uh, don't listen to others. And everyone uh, and their mother says that, but no one actually means it. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, Mom, I want to paint my nails. And she's like, and she thought I was joking. She's like, no, Chico. <laughs> she thought I was joking. And, and I, I was like, Mom, can I see your nail polish? I want to paint my nails. And she's like, no. Damn, you even asked her? Yeah. And she said, no. And I was like, I was like, why? I just want to see how it looks. And then she, she said, okay. But she did it in like such a bad way. Uh, like the nail polish needs two coats. Yeah. But she only did it once and she told me that's enough. <laughs> and in that moment she was like a I felt like she was a hypocrite because a month a month before she's telling me be be who I want to be, you know, uh it doesn't matter what I do. If I want to be a girl, I can be a girl. If I want to dress like a girl, I can she be. She tell you that? Yeah. She told you those exact words? Yeah. Damn, she's a hypocrite. I mean, your mom's nice and all, but and it, in, in that moment, just in that moment, True. just that, in that moment. And she said, no, and she, and she stopped painting my nails. And so I, I had to go out and buy nails myself, like nail polish. And I did it because it's what felt, it, it 
felt like I was a man when I did it. I remember my dad asking me, why do you paint your nails? He didn't ask me in like a harsh way. He just asked me. And I told him it's what, it's what makes me feel like a man. It's what makes me feel like myself. And uh, up to that point, I, I wasn't gay or anything. I just liked painting my nails. And I, I didn't paint them like pink or shit. I painted them black and dark colors like uh, purple and black. And uh, and I could fucking hear people talking about asking why I painted my nails. And it felt it felt like like at school when I started painting my nails. Everybody else, all the guys started painting their nails and all, all the girls start and like it felt it felt like at my school. I was the original e-boy. I was the original TikTok <laughs> boy. I had hair parted down the middle a year before the trend started. Yeah, I painted you... my nails a year before the trend started. I started dressing weird a year before the, the trend started. And these kids are doing it for a front, dude. I was doing it because it felt like myself. Like, it felt like I was a man. And these kids are, are painting their nails. And they got girls wanting to suck at their dick, you know? Uh, And... And it felt like, it felt like me painting my nails started all of that. And it's like, it's like, be who you want to be, uh, do what you want to, who gives a fuck whatever anybody says. And that's what I did. I, 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 I dressed how I wanted to. I did stuff I wanted to like paint my nails and I felt like, and then people were still talking to me. Like after that girls still like me and that also opened up to my mind that if you're yourself, you know, there's still going to be people who like you. They're going to like you for who you are. They're going to look past the fact that you're a guy who paints your nails. And you uh, even got Nathan to paint his nails, bro. Yeah, I, that was a, that was long. That was in the middle of the trend. Oh, I would pa- I painted my nails way before he did. Got it, got it, got it. I painted my nails way yeah, before true. he but did. The point I was trying to make, Nathan is so insecure in his mas- masculinity he, he wants never, to fit in he wants to fit in you would uh, yeah you would never catch him doing something like that because it would make him feel like less of a man for sure but and, you got him to do yeah. it so that's impressive and i think you just saw that uh that girls were liking tiktok boys at the at the time true bro that's why he also has that chain hanging out of his pocket now yeah <laughs> i i also had that going for me i'm not sure if you remember i can't remember i also had that going for me uh and I dressed it. I dressed it how I wanted, and that showed me that if you are who you are, uh, I didn't put it front. I painted my nails how I wanted to paint my nails, and people still like me. I still got girls wanting to suck my dick even after I painted my nails, and it felt great that uh, people didn't look at me for for that. And uh, and just be yourself, dude. It's 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 definitely easier said than done because. We all grow with the standard, and to to grow comfortable in that standard is very difficult, and it takes time. It takes time to know what you want. It takes time to know your your boundaries. Uh, and it takes time to it it. You just have to be uh, uh, just try try it. I painted my nails, and I did. I ended up liking it, and I I remember I was in class, and I heard people whispering like, "Why did you paint his nails?" And then six, eight months later, bro, the fucking trend started, bro. And I was like, what the fuck? And now they're praising these other guys for coming out, painting their nails. And I'm like, like, they're fucking hypocrites, dude. Bitches are hypocrites. Essentially, yeah, just a bunch of people insecure in themselves until it becomes a mass thing. Yeah, and I painted my nails not giving a fuck, bro. I painted my nails before anybody did. I wore fucking uh uh pink clothes sometimes. It felt like it felt like I made something cool because I did what I wanted to do, not what he did. I'm gonna do what he did. I did what I did. True. Yeah, it was um I definitely had I never painted my nails. I still have never painted my fingernails. Um, but I remember I had a girlfriend at the time in high school. Uh, who painted my toenails and I was like no one's gonna see my toenails I don't care if you fucking paint them and I just I just couldn't care and then I forgot you know I'm not gonna constantly wear socks when I'm in my house sometimes I won't have socks on and my parents saw that my my toenails were painted and they're like why the fuck do you paint your toenails I was like I don't know I just 
I couldn't think of a reason not to, and so I just let her paint my toenails. And it, like, it wasn't, I wasn't making a point or anything. It was just, like, it wasn't even to be myself. I guess maybe subconsciously it was, but it was just, like, I couldn't care whether they were painted or not. So I just, because they were painted, I continued living my normal life. And I didn't think anything of it until someone was like, why the fuck are your nail toenails painted? And they were painted this fucking faggot-ass color, bro. They were, like, this bright baby blue with some, like, bedazzles on them. And <laughs> I, I was just, like, I couldn't care because... I did. I didn't expect anyone else to care. Yeah, it, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to make a point or nothing. Do you want to? Do you, I feel like? I know you have to go at twelve, but I think we can maybe make this one longer. What do you think? Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. I think we reached the thirty minute mark. Yeah, definitely. But it we're not using Anchor anymore, so yeah. it'll record for as long as I have storage on my computer. Anchor is great though. Uh, you you go ahead and make your se- second point. Okay. Okay. Second point. This is a no brainer. I didn't get, like, like the phone thing. I never got anything paid for me. Mm-hmm. If I wanted something, I had to get a job. You got what you needed and not what you wanted. I got exactly what I needed to live, yeah. But if I wanted something, I needed to go out and buy it myself. Mm-hmm. And that's 100% made me 100%. Like, it has made me someone who's able to set a goal and think of a way to pursue that goal and achieve it. I wanted a phone for eight years in high school. And I was like, okay. I can't rely on my parents anymore. It, it clicked in my head. I was like, they're not going to give me one. There's no way I'm going to get them to pay one for me. And I shouldn't expect them to because we're a, a lower to middle end class family who who doesn't have the ability to pay for five phones like that because I have two younger brothers. So I bought my own fucking phone. Um, we're, we're recording this podcast right now. And the mic that we're recording this on, I bought it myself. The computer that we're using to record this, I bought it. And I built it all by myself. The monitors that I'm using to to visualize everything, I bought them both myself. Um, damn near every single thing in my room, with the exclusion of my bed and my desk. Oh, and my piano as well. The piano was a gift from my grandparents. But everything else in this room, I bought myself. Clothes, shoes. All the clothes in my closet, all the shoes. Some of them are, you know, like... I get some underwear for Christmas and shit. Mm. You know, I'm not talking about that. But like, it's underwear, bro. It's that's underwear. That's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes my mom will get me a nice jacket for my birthday, but I'm not yeah. talking about that. But, like, everything that I saw and I wanted, I went out and I got that shit myself. The car that I have right now, we talked about it last episode, it's just a shitty car, no working AC in the fuck, bro? I got that for free. I'm not ashamed to admit that, okay? But, look, man, it's way better than all these fucking people that are getting a Nissan Altima for their first car when they turn 15 and a half. Like, fuck out of here, bro. I pay for my own car insurance. That's something I pay for. That shit costs me. It's real cheap. It's only like $200 for like six months. So, I mean, I pay for that shit. I pay for my phone bill. I pay for my credit cards, bro. I, I taught myself how to get a credit card, and I've been building my credit because my parents were going to teach me that shit. I taught it myself. I use the internet. I think it's at this point in the world, if you don't know how to do something, it's not an excuse. If you don't you can't say you don't know how to do something. It's a stupid, stupid excuse. You have all of man's written knowledge on computers and phones. And I know you have a fucking phone or computer because you're listening to me talk right now. Oh my god. We we figured out how to do this podcast by ourselves. We didn't have anyone to teach us how to do it. We looked up YouTube videos. We looked it up online. We set a goal and we figured out how to do it. And that's essentially the whole thing I was saying with the whole buying my own shit. Dude, we're on episode three, bro. We're on episode three. You know how many other people are like, man, I, I'm going to start a podcast. You know how many episodes they have? Zero. And uh, this brings me to uh, something that I learned. That as a creator, when you when you put your own thoughts and sweat and, uh, and you write stuff down, you prepare stuff, and you create something from nothing, and then uh, and you have people commenting, oh, wow, I like this. Uh, you inspired me. Uh, you inspired me th- to think new ways. And sure, those are great, dude. But as a creator, as a creator, you want people, you want people to, uh, you want people to not just think, but to do. And I learned this when, when I saw this video from my favorite uh, YouTuber, Koki. And he made a video on, on, just do it, and who gives a fuck if any if it's good or if it's bad? As long as you do it, as long as you like it. And I commented, and I was like, I was like, I started a podcast with you in mind, and he liked it, and he liked my comment. Apart from the other comments that that are paragraphs long, 
that say nice things. And the thing is, the thing is, as a creator, I understand this now. You want you want people listening to what your message is, not to only think the message, but to do the message, to live the message. Feel the message. Feel it. To not just think it, but do it. Create it into existence by yourself. I'll be a, I'll be a stepping stone. I'll be a back I'll be a backbone. But you you creating it into existence is is what I want. Is what I want as a creator. I want you I want I want people to think to think the message. Yeah, sure. That'd be nice, but I also want people to do the message. And that's what I that's what I want as a creator. And it opened my eyes. I was blind before. I was blind before. And as a creator, it it now it now opened up a new world. It opened a new set of eyes for me. And um, I created something from nothing. And I'm throwing it in your face. And you can either decide to take it in or throw it out. And there's 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 subsets to that. You can take it in and then throw it right out. You can take it in, live it, and do it. Yeah, I feel that. I was uh... and creating this podcast was one of those important moments where I said I was going to do something. We all say we're going to do something, but how many of us actually do it? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. How many of us actually do it? And sure, there's still some stuff I do where I'll, I'll tell myself, "I'll, I'll, I'll do it," and maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll actually do it. And maybe, maybe one day I won't. But this is, this is going back. All, all ideas start as nothing. And then whichever idea we put forward and we decide to put work and effort in, then that idea becomes a something instead of a nothing. It's all about becoming, it's all about becoming something when you are a nothing. Exactly. We all start at zero. And unless you have a fucking disability, unless you have no fucking arms, dude, you have nothing, no reason to complain. Exactly. No one forces you to be poor. No one forces you to be a, a, a criminal. Uh, you could be, we have this conversation. You can be put in situations. You can be put in situations that would allow you. And sure, sure. Then, then whatever. Okay. It's just a massive generalization last week. Like how yeah. you would say women are trash. Not all of them, but the overwhelming majority. Yeah, yeah. People we're talking to. Anyway, so I was going to save this point for the last one, but it, it flows very nicely with what you just said. Um, when uh, when you were talking about graduation earlier and how it was nice, that was the biggest lie I've ever heard in my fucking life, bro. bro it we, we dude, it was it. nice. It wasn't the top moment. It was it was nice. No, I'm saying it wasn't nice. Even It wasn't even nice. It was dog shit. Graduation was the worst. We didn't get a graduation. Because of fucking COVID nineteen. That's some bullshit, bro. I could care less, dude. I care. My, I care because my mom cares, bro. My mom had to miss out on that moment. Yeah, my mom had to take. My mom took pictures of me, bro. My, my mom had to take pictures of me in our in, in our, our living, fucking living room, in our bro. living room, in not my backyard, fuck, not in the podium, bro. That's where she had to take pictures of me. Fucking ridiculous, man. Anyway, that's not why I brought it up. We graduated just this past year, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. It's twenty twenty one when we're recording this, and um, I was fairly comfortable. With myself all throughout high school, um, I dressed the way I I wanted to, but I never did anything brash. I I kept it tame, and I didn't do anything crazy. I um. I I was on the outer edge of the normal thing to do. No one no one tried as hard as I did in terms of looking good and coming to school, but I didn't do anything. I didn't dress like an e boy or nothing. It was um. You dress different. I dressed different, but nothing that was abrasive in any way. I uh, just outside the norm. Yeah, it was just outside the norm, but nothing to where like someone's like, "Oh wow, I've never, never would have considered that." Or you know, I, I look like a fucking um, Macy's mannequin. That's what I dress like. All right, muscular. Yeah, tall. I dressed like a Macy's mannequin. That's what I dressed like, and I loved it. All right, I looked good. Um, the music I listened to, um, nothing too abrasive, nothing crazy. It was fairly tame. Um, I was, I was definitely someone who wanted to be more, but was still comfortable with like how they were. Um, high school is filled with a bunch of judgmental fucking dickheads and bitches, bro. All right. Everyone, like we said earlier, they want to tell you, you can be whatever the fuck you want. It's like, no, you can't. 
Because everyone's going to judge you for it. Everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is that guy doing? And the people who fucking take that fucking lie and will say, I would do this, but you would say something about it. I'm going to dress this way. I, I want to dress this way, but then I can't because you would say something about it. Shut the fuck up, bro, and go in that fucking hole and cry yourself to sleep, dude. You're a fucking nobody. And you're going to be a nobody your whole life, dude. If that's how you live. Even worse, bro. I, I would do this. Uh, I I'm, I want to I want to wear these shoes, but I'm not too sure because you might say something mean. Shut the fuck up, fucking dude. Stupid. Imagine fuck this. you. Imagine this. We're talking about how you you go from nobody to being a somebody. That's right? how you become a somebody, dude. Nobody being a nobody we say is the lowest point. But imagine not even being yourself. I think that's the lowest point. I think that's even worse than being a nobody. Because like, let's say you're 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 gonna be yourself, but you're a nobody. Okay, at least you're being who you are, and you are nobody. But like, if you're not even gonna be yourself, that's the lowest you can be. It's ridiculous, dude. And I would have countless people who would come up to me and they'd be like, "I wish I could dress like you. I wish I had your confidence." Let's like, fucking do it. That, just the fuck up, dude. Sure, it's nice. I would be like, "Thank you, man. Whatever." But dude, fuck you. Like, stop fuck being a fucking you. pussy. Stop being a pussy. And Stop sitting there leaving your TikTok comments like, man, I wish I could have a girl like that. No, shut the fuck up and go get yourself a girl like that. Fuck off, dude. There's people like that piss me off, dude. I, enough to fucking punch them in the face, dude. True, true. Essentially, the reason I brought this all up about being yourself is that I still very much cared about what people thought about me until I left high school. When I got out of high school, it, it allowed me to be very comfortable because I knew no one was watching me. And then when no one was watching me, I just went crazy, bro. I dressed way more. I dressed differently. I listened to different music. I did all all kinds of different. I uh, I made a movie. I made a thirty minute movie because I felt like it and I thought I should. If I was in high school, I would not have done it because I'd be afraid of what people thought of it. Um, but when I got out of high school it, and not having a phone till junior year, it made me okay with feeling uncomfortable and not feeling like everyone else around me. So when I got out of high school. I became myself very, very much uh, more than I was before. I didn't, I didn't. I don't think in high school I was really putting up a front or anything. I was still being myself. But it's like you have like the id of your subconscious. And I never let that come out. And I never let it do. I didn't let it do what it wanted to do until I got out of high school when no one was watching. But now I've gotten so used to being myself that I don't care if people watch anymore. Um, as long as I don't affect anyone else, I do exactly what I want to do. That's essentially how I how I go about living now. And just be yourself, dude. Like I said, it's easier said than done. But just try things out, dude. Just try things you want. And then once you actually do it, you'll see whether you like it or not. True. Not whether Jenny likes it or, or not, Man, dude. Fuck Jenny. Fuck Jenny, bro. Who gives a fuck, dude? I, dude, I fucking painted my nails, dude. Who gives a fuck, bro? Who fucking gives a fuck, dude? I painted my fucking nails because I wanted to. I felt I felt like I could be myself, dude. I felt like I could be myself. And then, um, and then I didn't realize it until like years, a year later, that people would, people who said I, who were trying just as hard as me, but would say, but would come up to me and they would tell me that. I only have a good style because everybody around here dresses like pieces of shit. True. And sh it, it hurt a little bit because she said that the only reason these people praise me is because they wear plain white tees and jeans. Black jeans, bro. And that and that apparently she knows more about about that fashion is a fucking lie, too. And and she she wore Brandy Melville. I won't say her name. I will, bro. Fuck Dakota, bro. Fuck Dakota. Okay. <laughs> I won't say her name. Fuck Jenny, bro. Fuck, Fuck Jenny. Jenny. Um, but dude, and she's told me uh, that I don't have a good fashion, you know. And this girl was a a a toxic a toxic person in my life. And when when you think you like somebody, she was pretty though, huh? Yeah, she was. Yeah. You're blinded. You're blinded. That's how they get you. Because I've made this point to you before. When you're when you're heartbroken, you want something, and you want to be you want to be wanted. You want the feeling of being wanted. 
by somebody, even though, even though that somebody might hurt you and you know it, but you're still, you're so blinded. You want something. And when something comes toward, towards you, you don't know whether to make it out, whether to make out if it's going to be good or bad because you, you just want something and you have to elevate yourself to look at so from a different point. Now, looking back, would I, would I, uh, would I talk to her? Yeah. Would I do things differently though? Yeah, I would. And which is, uh, right now I could be making mistake, dude. Right now, me being friends with you, me doing this podcast 10 years from now, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. Going to school, working, uh, uh, doing fashion on the side, going to the gym. I think I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. But 10 years from now, I could look back and I could be like, I was such a dumbass, dude. Why did I do this? But do what feels right. Be yourself, dude. Do what feels right. Do what you feel. Uh, do something that you love. And if you love it enough, you'll get far in that business, dude. Yeah. You'll, you'll get far. You, you look at these stars, dude. Look at Kanye West. Look at fucking Pharrell Williams. Jay-Z. They started as nobodies, dude. Three, four, five years later, they made it. They made a name for themselves in their state, you know, surrounding states. Right. Ten years later, they're they're a a, a fucking household name over the country. Twenty years later, they're a household name over the world, dude. Billionaires, even man. And, and they the, the thing is, I they fucking Jay-Z. love music, bro. They that's what exactly. they love. And if you love something enough, if you do it enough, like. Sh- you just have to love something. And if you put enough effort into what you love, it's like a plant, dude. It's like a plant. We all have we all have different pots at home. And we all put different amount of water into each plant. And at the end, ten years later, it's a fucking it's gonna grow into a fucking tree. And some are still gonna be uh little fucking bushes. True. Exactly. Like maybe they were nobodies when they started out, but more than anything else, they were themselves. And that's that's it's okay being a nobody if you're gonna be yourself, because you won't be a nobody for long as long as you're yourself. I Kanye wearing pink polos, dude. You, you know, people. You, what the fuck is that? Pink fucking polos. Like even now, he, nobody wears pink polos. <laughs> I don't want to wear pink polos. I, I'm sure there's somebody who wants to wear pink polos, but they're they're living in the in their head where I want to wear pink polos, but then everybody would call me a faggot. So I won't do it. And you know what I have to say to that, bro? Go to a fucking cliff edge, dude, and jump the fuck off. <laughs> oh my god. Drive on a fucking highway and then grab the steering wheel and fucking rip it off and fucking 120 miles an hour, dude. Please. Do the world a favor, man. And sure, dude, there's still like I said, I could be doing a mistake right now. Whatever I'm doing, I could be doing a mistake. But it's what I feel like is I'm doing the right thing. Exactly. And I want to continue doing what I feel like is the right thing. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing all the right things right now as well. But I can only know three to four years from now. More like ten, but like I can only know ten years from now whether it was, whether or not I did do the right thing. Like we're listening to Another Day of Sun from La La Land. I fucking love that song. It's my favorite song, second favorite song from the entire movie. And La La Land's my favorite movie. But in the first song, in Another Day of Sun, uh, Another Day of Sun, they, they're talking about how they're moving to L.A. to pursue their dream. And they don't have any money, and they don't know anyone. And they they say to themselves, I could be brave or just insane, but I guess we'll have to find out. Because they don't know. They only know that they're doing the right thing, and they, they know that they're what, they, what they're doing feels right. But they won't know if it was the right or wrong thing until the future comes by and tells them whether it was the right or wrong thing. That way, you can't know what's going to happen. So just do what you think feels right. And if it feels right, that's the only reason you need to do it. As long as you're not going to hurt anyone else and you're not affecting anyone's life in a negative way, just do it. There's no reason not to. And then... um, fucking love that song. One of my other points was... This was sophomore year. I I think it was the end of freshman year, beginning of sophomore year. During lunch, I would sit on the floor. And I would sit on the floor blindly i was like i was like you know what like i'll just sit on the floor you know my high, a lot of kids at my at my school sit on the floor and then dude 
my eyes were open, dude. And it made me realize it. in life, there's two people. There's dicks and there's dick suckers, bro, and swallowers and cocksuckers. And whichever one you decide to be will, will f- determine your life, dude. And I used to sit on the floor and I felt, I, I felt like a literal piece of trash when I would be on the floor. Yeah, because you're in the same place where trash goes, on the floor. And, and I would see people walking past me, standing up, and I had to look up to them. And, it, and, and I, go, I go up to my fucking friends who were sitting on the floor with me. And I'm like, what the fuck are we like? And they, they thought I was fucking crazy. Like, they didn't take it like, ser- like as serious. And I never sat on the floor from, from, from then on. And, and you can either be a dick or a swallower. And I'd rather be a dick. Yeah. Are those the same friends that are making fun of you for going to the gym right now? Yeah, but I think they're they're making fun of me because um, it's not it's not it's not what they have envisioned for me. They already have an image of me, okay, that and, in, and that image is not going to the gym. Right, right. Yeah, like if uh, if Josh suddenly became a professional professional baseball, I wouldn't laugh at him, but I would, I would be like I would I would make I would make if, a statement. About if Josh it. started becoming a professional baseball player, I'd be like, wow, that's really out of left field, man. I'd be like, well, are you sure, Josh? What the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? You've been playing World of Warcraft in your room for the past eight years. What do you mean you're going to be a professional baseball player? Hey, man, if he feels it's right, dude. And it's, uh, dude, life is scary, bro. And, so, and uh, sometimes, sometimes I want to cry, but I just don't want to, I don't just want to cry. I just, I, I, there's some days where I, it's overwhelming, where I just want to get on my knees and cry for no reason. And the last time I, I can't remember the last time I, I cried out of emotion. Because I, I have this image of myself where I have to be tough. I have to be tough. And, and if I'm weak, the people around me will then become weak. Yeah. So, and and it's like, if you become strong, look at this fuck, like, look at the gym. The people who are the biggest are friends with people who are also the biggest and to get big, you have to put in work. So it's like fucking famous people are famous people because they both put in work. So if you're going to be, you have to be, you have to make your, you have to make friends with the right people. And if you hang out with lazy pieces of shit, you're going to pick some stuff up. You're going to pick some stuff up and you're going to want to, you're going to want to leave the house and put your hand out and reach and drag them out. And it's their choice whether, whether they want to grab your hand or not. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. Majority of the time they don't. Because, because it's, 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 they think they're doing the right thing. And they're going to continue doing it because it, it feels like it's the right thing. And it's sad because I want them to grab my hand. I want them to walk the yellow brick road with me. Yeah. And I fuck it. They can't. They can't grasp the idea that they just, all they have to do is ra- reach my hand. That's all want? they have to do. That's all they have to do. Bro, what you want for some people they don't want for themselves. And it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. And I'm, and you know, um, I have friends who play video games all day and I'll, I'll be like, yo, let's go like, let's go on a run tomorrow morning or like, and they'll fucking just straight up say no. And I'll be like, all right, let's just go on a walk then. And they'll say no. And, I'll, and you know, sometimes they'll think about it and they'll say what time, you know. They'll ask me what time. And I'll be like 6 o'clock, like in the morning. And the, then they'll it, it just turns into a no. Because, dude, uh, you know, I like to go to bed. Um, like yesterday, I like to go to bed early on weekdays. And I like to go to bed later on, on weekends. But I still wake up early, you know, 7 o'clock before. Either at seven or before seven. Yeah, it's Saturday now. What time do you wake up today? Seven o'clock. Same. Seven on the dot, and um, uh, and you just want them. You want them to, you know. I'll be telling my friends, "Yo, let's go on a fucking run, dude." And going on a run is hard, dude. Do you like going on runs? I, I hate it. That's why I don't play. That's why I don't do cross country anymore. And going on hards is run is going on <laughs> on runs is hard, but that's how you know. That's how you fucking grow doing hard shit, dude. You, hard times make hard men. Sure, man. I remember I was getting chubby over COVID, and I was like, fuck, I don't want to run. But I 
I would rather run than be chubby. And I was like, you know what? I think I ran with you for maybe like four days max. But it's like, the second I don't have to run and I can go do something else active, I did it. But I, I had to run because I would rather feel terrible and have my legs hurt after running than be fat. And so then I think the two options. with quarantine, we all started at, z- at zero. And some of us got fatter and some of us didn't, dude. Some of us became insane and got tattoos. Some of us got some nasty-ass tattoos. Some of us have nicotine addictions. Some of us made a fucking movie, started a podcast, bro. Some of us decided to stay with our boyfriend. Even though even though they, they you could say, cheated on yeah. our boyfriend. But, dude, with, like, going back, with when I was talking to this girl, she had a boyfriend, dude, of three years, dude. And in high school, a three-year relationship. What the fuck is that? It's unheard of. And and I, I kept on talking to her. And I pursued, like, she, like, and we talked. And we acted like she was, like, we were in a relationship. And you know why I did it? Because it felt right. It felt right. So I kept on doing it. But then, now I'm sitting here. And I'll, I don't know. It felt like I was a dumbass for doing it. It was a waste of time, a waste of effort, dude. Exactly. And and I was so blind because it was so obvious. She was gonna and her boyfriend's a fucking piece of shit, bro. I, I, dude, if you go up to her boyfriend and be like, "Open a ladder," do you know how to open a ladder? You'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, "No, dude." Most people don't, dude. I know how to. I know how to fucking put a fucking fence up, dude. You know how to fucking put a fence up? And I know how to fucking put it up quick, dude. Give me fucking... Give me two days. I'll fucking build your whole fucking fence. Give me three days. And like... And like... What the fuck is that? And then... Her boyfriend was fucking a fat piece of shit. And he would go to the gym. And... And... He... He just wanted to go to the gym. Dude, I have a fucking six pack, dude. This guy had a... (laughs) This guy has fucking rat... Fat rolling over his fucking jeans, dude. Oh my god. He's got he's got a little belly, dude. Is he skinny fat or fat fat? He's skinny fat. Okay. He's skinny fat. But I'd rather be I'd rather be skinny than skinny fat. True. And she, I don't know if she just likes him for the dad bod or whatever. And then and then dude and then senior year rolls around and this girl likes me, bro. And this girl's a fucking ten out of ten to me. Like she's skinny, she she works out, dude, and and dude, if you're a piece of trash, if you're a fat piece of trash, you're gonna you're gonna date somebody who's a fat piece of trash. If you sit on the floor, you're gonna be surrounded by trash. Exactly. Wow, I can't believe I just brought that full circle for you. You sit on the floor, and you're gonna be a swallower. You're gonna sit amongst the trash, and trash is all you're gonna get. And and being a dick is open to uh. It's open to uh Yeah, I mean when I remember when you first started telling me about that. It was about a year ago now when you brought this proposition up to me. And when I first heard it, I really opposed it until I heard the Kanye song. And I was listening to what Kanye was saying and I was like, Okay, this makes sense. It's it's not about purposefully being a dick to people for no reason. It's about if you're gonna be put in a situation where you're gonna be made a fool out of or you're gonna make someone else look like a fool. You you better best believe I'm gonna make someone else look like a fool before they look make me look like a fool. And they're gonna think you're a dick because you're doing the things that they wish they could do. Yeah, they're gonna think you're a dick, but it's like, no, I I'd much rather be a dick than sit here and take this shit from you. And there and it's like uh like uh like our with our friends where where our friend got mad that our other friend put in the effort that he originally wanted to do, and he got the results he wanted. Right, right. It was a little confusing. Yeah, like our friend wanted something, and our other friend wanted the same exact thing. Friend two puts in the work and, and got exactly, the, exactly what, what, what he wanted. He got exactly what he wanted. Friend one has nothing but spite for him, even though he did absolutely nothing. And friend one sees friend two as a dick. Yes, but friend two did what he wanted to do, and got he got the results. What he, he got what he wanted while friend one was being a swallower about it. Ridiculous. But yeah, like when I first heard you say it, I was like, yeah, but why do you why do you think those are the only two modes of being there are? 
Yeah, it's I, o- and, like I until it recently, I saw that it's open to uh, to uh, ideas, a vision. Yeah, it's, it, it's open. Yeah, you can be a dick by putting an effort that other people don't want to do. Right, right. And they're gonna spite you, and they're gonna fucking tell you what you're doing is a waste of time. And and bro, you 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 two years from now, you'll have the fucking muscles they wish they had. Two years from now, you'll have the fucking list of achievements, achievements. that <laughs> achievements that they wish they had. And dude, and you'll and you'll bring you'll bring it to the point that yeah. I, I put my hand out for you. I I reached out and you didn't want to do anything about it. Yeah, it's also about just like not letting people push you around, man. Like you can let people no, not let people put um you know, if, if don't let people push you around, but sometimes you do because it it'll open your eyes to to uh it'll it'll allow you to look at yourself through the eyes of somebody that doesn't like you. So True. now, so now, if I had to change myself for you, like, stop going to the gym, then fuck you, I'm still going to the gym. Right. But maybe, like, you can say you don't like the way that I talk about certain people, so you'll talk down about me on how I talk to people. And that's a, that's a negative thing. That's something I can change, something I would like to change, No. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's confusing to grasp for anyone that wouldn't understand, but we've talked about this many times before, so I know exactly what you're saying. And and sure, you can push me around on how I'm a dick to people I don't even know. But that's something I could change. That's something I would like to change, so I'm not a dick. Let me let me be a dick by putting the effort instead of being a dick by putting in effort and being being mean to you. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, it essentially just comes down to being a dick is not the only thing you have to be, but be a dick when the alternative, the only alternative is for you to be a swallower, be a dick instead. Exactly. There's two people, bro, a fucking dick and a swallower, and there's dicks with their hands out, and then you can either fucking take the hand and, and fucking follow the yellow brick road and no longer be a swallower, or you can be a fucking swallower your whole life and fucking wonder why your life is this way. When their life is that way. Yeah, you can stop sitting on the fucking floor among the trash. Stand up, make someone else sit on the floor. Exactly, dude. And the people on the floor will want you to sit back down. But you can't, and you won't. So fucking don't. And remember, dude, if you're going to be a winner, why not start today? My name was Yayo Star. I'm Double O Danny.